This is the Scale Your Law Firm podcast, and I'm your host, Ian Agard. This is a weekly show for law firm owners, whether you're a solo attorney or managing partner with 100 lawyers working for you. Each week, I share valuable content and interview conversations that will help you scale your law firm to the next level and become a better business owner in the process. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Scale Your Law Firm podcast. Right now, today, we're on episode number 10. This is part four of a part five-part series titled Five Ways to Double Your Law Firm Revenue Within 12 to 18 Months. Today, we're going to talk about a very sexy, very exciting topic regarding your law firm which is systems and SOPs. So <clears throat> when I say systems and SOPs, I mean systems can mean anything you use in your business to basically manage, run, and organize things to serve your clients better. So things like CRM, practice management software, uh, payment, pe- payment methods, document storage, client communication, um, pre- project management. <clears throat> and the whole point of implementing systems in your law firm and also SLPs. SLPs means standard operating procedure, which means that if you do a certain thing every single time, every single time, like if you know every time you intake a client, you have to just, you know do a questionnaire, get the signature of this, get their documents, get their driver's license. That's called SOP. So it's always really wise to have these things set up so that you can really, really there's three reasons why having really good systems and, and SOPs are important to scale in your business. One, these help you with speed. Two, helps you be more efficient, saving time and saving money. And three, also makes you more professional. <clears throat> and all in, the, all in the way that you, you and your team serve your clients. And this is very, very important. It's very, very necessary to have good systems and good SOPs in place if you're looking to scale your business. Because the reason what happens is, like I said, if you don't know my backstory, before starting uh, my digital marketing agency in this podcast, I used to work for three years, three and a half years at the legal tech company called Clio. And we'll talk more about that later. But the biggest thing that I always see is bottlenecks. People coming to us looking to improve their law firm, but there's bottlenecks. And bottlenecks come in a lot of fashions, right? And usually, what we'll dig deeper into could be one of these systems that, is, that are not in place, or if it's in place, it's not working well for them. So, like I said, back to scale in your business. <clears throat> Excuse me. With a good system in place and good SOPs, you can serve more clients and ultimately earn more money. Do it in a very efficient way whether it's fast and whether it's professional because then you can hire more people, serve more clients and not feel stuck or feel like you're at the whim. Uh, you're, you're, the, you're the one almost like dictating the, the scale of this. It's not you use the systems in place and all great companies, big companies from Google <clears throat> to all major companies in the world have good systems in place. And you should have the same for your law firm. So go, let's go deeper into it, okay? We'll first focus on Systems, sorry, systems, yes. I'm going to focus on 
seven systems that you should have in place in your law firm to really be able to scale your business to the next level. The first thing that all law firms must have is a practice management software. So any place where you store your clients' files, um, contact information, notes, um, all that stuff like that, that should be there. Um, preferably cloud-based because it is 2022. And a couple ones that that are out there that I find could be very beneficial to you are Clio, of course. I had to say Clio. Uh, my case, and also Packers Panther. I'm going to heavily talk about Clio today. Um, full transparency. I'm not getting paid for this, but I am, um, since I left the company, I am an investor in the company. So I do have a best interest in them, but only because they are, for my part, the market leader. And they're doing everything I, I can I mention here on a high level. Something in place that you can manage your law firm that's cloud-based. MySpace, Proxpan through Clio, but something has to be there. Two, you need to have a CRM. So a CRM is a client relation, relationship management tool. Layman's terms all basically means is that a place where you put your client's contacts, phone numbers, emails, whether they're potential clients or their clients that you already have served. And it's a good place to have in place. So once again, some systems you can use that I've seen law firms use are uh, HubSpot. They have a free CRM you could use. There's also paid, obviously paid um, features in it. Salesforce, if you have, a, you know, if you want to be more build your own thing, um, Salesforce is the way. Once again, in Clio. Clio is called Clio Grow. Clio Grow was a, is an add-on to their main management platform allows you to basically, like I said, have a place where if a client reaches out to you for the first time, they go into the CRM. And then after that, if they become a paid client, then they go into the practice management software, but if not there. And the benefit of having a CRM is this, is that a CRM allows you to obviously be organized. But more importantly, most CRMs allow you to track notes of where the client came from, where they came from. Was it from referral? Was it from your marketing, uh, like Google ads? Was it from social media? So it allows you to track and have data. Who referred the person? Have data. So you can make data-driven decisions to double down the things that are working in your business and stop the ones that aren't working for your business. Instead of just guessing and hoping and praying like, I think it's working for us. See the numbers. How much I'm putting in? How much I get in return? And then obviously you can obviously iterate or drop what's working and not working. Excuse me. A third thing you have to have as far as a system is how you how you're gonna get paid. How your clients gonna pay you. And once again, Clio, and within the Clio system, there is a Clio payments, which is baked in already. Allows you to set credit card payments, ACH payments. Also, law pay is really good. So if you want law pay to be used, but you should definitely have a, uh, something in place where your clients can pay you by credit card because it allows you to get paid faster which is obviously great, but also gives your client options. And most clients love those options, especially the younger ones too. Clients get points off their credit cards. So it's a win-win. Just a little caveat. Um, like I said, working at Clio, I've talked to thousands of attorneys. And whenever we talked about credit card payments, yeah, Clio does that. Okay, they're like, oh, what's the fee? And okay, I'll keep it wrong. So maybe I don't know the exact fee, but maybe it's like, as of last I remember, it's like maybe 2%, 2.5%. And they were like, oh, is there a way that I can pass it on to my client? 
And this is my, I have a big beef about this. So if you're running a business, there's certain costs to running a business that you should incur as a business owner. And I think that credit card fee should be part of it. Like if you're going to get paid faster, you know, why would you put that burden on your client? Um, I, I'll give an example. I actually worked with a, well, I find out we bought a house last year and we went, went with a realtor, real estate agent, and part of the process, you know, you paid them for the service, everything's great. Then I looked at the bill, the invoice he gave me, and then he charged me for using my credit card. I was so, I was so, I couldn't believe it. I, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this, I'll never recommend him or work with him again. So this is my little rant, you know, but I, I would highly suggest <clears throat> if you're running a law firm and you are allowing your clients to pay by credit card, don't charge them for it. it it's part of running a business. And trust me, that little $15, $20 that you're incurring, it will, it will pay off for itself down the road. You're getting paid faster, and also they're gonna get, you're giving your client a better experience, which will, allow, will obviously boil down to referrals down the road. Because that lawyer that saved himself $30 in, that, in, the, in those fees, is not going to get recognition from me. I'll tell you that much. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. <clears throat> Let's keep going. Document storage. So once again, where are you going to put your documents? Especially if you're in a, a, a part of, you're in a um, practice area like personal injury with a lot of evidence, a lot of notes. If the case goes for a long time, we're storing with that stuff. And a file cabinet, like, like I said, once again, we're in 2022. A lot of people learn from the pandemic that you need to be cloud-based. So Dropbox, Google Drive, um, <clears throat> there's different ways. Um, Microsoft OneDrive. Once again, Clio. Clio has its own document storage. And check this out. There's unlimited document storage. That's right. Unlimited document storage. So have that in place. Whatever you use, something is important to have so your team can collab on the go in the cloud. Fifth thing you must have in place is a client communication tool. How are your clients, how you communicate with your clients? How are they getting up to date with the cases? Are you texting them? Text reminders? Do they have mobile accessibility to their cases? Is there a client portal where you can put everything in a client portal so they don't call every five minutes? You're like, no, no, everything's in the portal. Log in and you see it's there. You can, the updates can be sent there. Once again, as you probably might guess, Clio has its own client portal. Um, but like I said, whether you use Clio or anything else, it's imperative you must have that because, this, like I said, it's all about the experience. All these little things that you have in place in your law firm give your client a better experience. So you'll feel happier giving them a better experience. They'll feel happier and they'll tell the people about you, which is always the best thing we want to have from our business is people telling us about, people raving about our business to other people. Referrals. Next one to talk about is... Uh, the, the last system we'll talk about is project management software. So this practice management software and this project management. So practice management is what you do as far as the client side of the business, the clients. Now, practice management, so project management, is your team, your law firm. So a lot of things you can have in the, in the, practice, in the project management system of your law firm could be um, vision statements, um, your core values for your company. And this is, um, it could be a, a single source of truth where people in the firm can go through to ask, to know questions about how do we do this? How do we do that? It could be inside this project management system. 
Also, it's kind of like an internal wiki where if anything they want to know about things to do in the law firm, how you do certain things, can be, can be set up there where you can put documents inside this and people can find it with a quick search within the firm. So softwares that are can be useful are Asana, Notion, and Confluence. Um, I find from my experience, we use Confluence and Clio because it was a big company. So that's more of a big firm, big firms, I think. But if you're a solo or if you're maybe up and coming, more of a smaller firm, um, uh, Asana works well, I, I find. Me personally, for my company, we use Notion for the company, our digital market agency. But whatever works for you, just it's a good place to have because it's a central place for your employees to go in and said, search the documents, find things quickly, and how you do certain things. So now I want to pivot and talk about SOPs, so standard operating procedures. And we'll just kind of dive deeper, but for those who maybe don't know what it is, let me kind of break it down. So it's, it's documenting your day-to-day pro- processes to make it repeatable. So like I said, it could be a checklist of certain things you do when you onboard a client, if you, you're getting paid with the client, whatever is going on. I'm sure there's a list of things you must do, and that's important to have. It solves the same problem of educating your employees and customers about a certain process. So if your clients have a certain thing they need to do, put the SLP in the client portal, boop, 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 do this. Your employees too, do this. So it allows you to really not have all the answers in your head. You come you know, the bottleneck and the systems and the SOPs drive it. And like I said, once the SOPs are in your project management solution, all an employee has to do, especially if they're new, is to do a search. How client intake or discovery or whatever it is they need to do, and it's there. SOPs also, it's empowering your people in the shortest possible time to make them perform the activity reliably and consistency and consistently. So like I said, it's just a lot a good way for you to be able to hire allow your team to be able to do the task they're called to do over and over again in a very simple, quick way. You know, it saves time and saves you um, the headache of being that voice all the time. People ask you, how do you do this? How do you do that? Where is this? Where can I find that? Hey, just point them to project management, to a search, and they can find themselves. Also, it's a great tool for other things you can do in the SOPs is, um, is create videos, screen share videos where you can screen share certain things and record it so that everybody knows you know, what to do. So it enforces best practices. It makes processes scalable. So yeah, you can bring in one attorney, five attorneys, 10 attorneys, and this everybody knows what to do because all documented. How's onboarding employees effectively? So they get onboarded quickly. And also it improves communication um, throughout the, the organ, your, 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 your law firm because everybody's on the same page. There's a single source of truth as far as your vision, your values, your goals. It's all there, plus the SOPs and how we do business. So that's pretty much it for today. Um, this is episode 10, part four of the five-part series of how to, uh, five ways to skill your, uh, to double your law firm revenue in the next 12 to 18 months. So I really hope this was informative, informative for you. I hope you enjoyed the content. Um, also, you know what? This is a new podcast. We're on our 10th episode, but we're looking to really go and really have a big vision for this. But part of this vision, part of how to get this podcast, the people is people uh, voting on it, 
um, liking it and putting a comment. So I, I really, um, I ask you if you could um, give us a five star review or a four star review or whatever review, just a review. You know, tap on your on your phone and allow this this message, this content to reach more and more in more law firms. But the whole goal, like I said, is to scale your law firm and to serve your clients in the most efficient way um, in a professional way. That's it. Take care. Have a blessed day. And I'll see you next week. Are you struggling to generate predictable revenue for your law firm? Would you like more high-quality client cases every month? If that's the case, at Grind, we help lawyers generate predictable revenue by providing them with lead generation through Google Ads. If you're ready to take on more clients, contact us today by using the link in the show notes. And let's see if maybe it might be a good fit to work with together.